Hey everyone, we're back. It's been a little bit, but it's the Delay of Game podcast with Matt and throwing it to your you. boy Wit. Your hey. boy Wit. Yeah. Forgot you can't see me. I was like throwing my arms at you like you should say it. <laughs> but we're having a little bit of technical difficulties because Wit is an old, old man. Oh, slow down. Okay. My shit's working just fine. You're the one over there trying to figure out how the fax button works and shit. I can see everything. Everything is working on my end. At least that's what I always tell the woman. It's all working on my end. If something's <laughs> the wrong, the problem it's is you. obviously you. Yes. The problem is obviously you. I've never had any complaints and I always finish. So, and that's gotten me go. through these 35 years. So, I'm, why change it now? <laughs> deflect, deflect, deflect. It's always it's you, not me. That's my motto. You know what? I don't see where there's a problem. It, again, like we were saying before, it's a race. Whoever finishes first, that's the winner. So if you don't make it, you're SOL. It's our motto, and we're going to stick to it. So there you go. But man, I'm excited to be back. It's been a fucking minute. Like, we've had a lot of shit going on. It's been too long. We've had stuff. Oh, no, my microphone. Oh, here, oh. <laughs> now I'm having Weren't problems. we just talking about Fuck. technical difficulties? God okay, damn it. Karma li- got me quick. Listeners, this is the evidence, okay? Okay, you've got old man ball on the other side dealing with his shit. That's the problem. I'm just going to edit all of this out when I do edit. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> Damn it. Left on the cutting room floor. <laughs> that's how I do it. I mean, that's why you can never see any of my mistakes or errors because they're always are just edited out. I'll probably leave this one in. But back to you. It makes perfect sense. And no, I was just saying, man, it's, we've had a lot of shit going on. It's been... It's been a minute, but I'm happy to be back. Yes, we've had stuff. Football, on the other hand, has been pretty damn quiet for a while now. Accurate, accurate. But the football gods blessed us with news today, knowing we were going to be doing a show. So lucky us. Yeah, we have like two talking points as far as I know of. So I have something that I didn't prepare you on. I'm just going to throw at you just a little bit. But the big football news of the day, Baker Mayfield finally gets traded it really was only a matter of time but you got to be happy for the carolina panthers that they don't have to deal with the carousel of sam darnold and cam newton oh fuck oh that was terrible just darnold fell apart he showed us he is who we thought he was and they think they gave up a second and extras for darnold that's wild to me it really is you know what? Before the season started, we were both like, oh, this could be a really good trade for both teams. We were wrong. We were we were just wrong completely. Completely wrong. Well, we thought the Adam Gase effect was going to come in full circle here. But no, it's just Darnold is not very good. I think that's the only reasonable explanation at this point. But it's something we've always said. We don't trust USC quarterbacks. You you just don't. It's a great rule of thumb. If you're building a franchise team or building a franchise, yeah. don't trust USC quarterbacks. Maybe not Alabama quarterbacks either. I would also say Alabama running backs because they run the absolute shit out of them. <laughs> the reels right off of them. It's true. So those are just like some ground rules. Of course, there's always the exception. We're looking at you, Derrick Henry and Mac Jones, but everybody else. Mm-mm. So for this one, the Panthers did much better. They traded for Mayfield for just a fifth that could conditionally go up to a fourth, depending on playing time. That's pretty damn good. 
Agreed. I think that's a really smart trade on their part. They're splitting the money, so it's not all on the Panthers. It was a win-win for both for both teams, but I think the Panthers got the uh, the better of the deal. Definitely, because you said they split it. That's not they didn't split it fifty-fifty. They didn't split. The Panthers are only yeah. paying five million. The Browns are paying ten to get rid of Mayfield, and then he ate three million of his eighteen. Like he just said, he was willing to reduce it down. So. The Panthers are only paying $5 million for a guy who can start and be an average-ish quarterback if you don't ask too much. Fifth round so, pick. Now, when you say average-ish. Below average. If you go back, but if you go back <laughs> to his his rookie year, though, like he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. He threw 27 touchdowns. He had 3,700 yards. I, I think he could be more better than average. In the right system, I think there's a chance. That's why I really wanted to see him get moved. I don't feel they were utilizing him right. I don't think he's ever going to be, I don't know, a top 10 guy, but maybe he's in that 10 to 15 range, which considering the lack of QBs is not a bad place to be. Exactly. You know, you're talking about bringing him onto a team that's got weapons, mind you, weapons that can't stay healthy, but weapons nonetheless. I'm really excited to see what he can do. We saw them do good with Teddy Bridgewater. You got to think he can at least replicate that. And for a fifth, that would be real damn good. It's true. Now, the question for me becomes, what do you do to, I guess, maximize his potential, right? You've got DJ Moore, who is a great young receiver. You've got Robbie Anderson, who is a speedster. But then, the I guess, the X factor, a wild card, is always going to be Christian McCaffrey's health. That's the tough one, because he hasn't seen a full season in quite a while now. Yeah. So what do you, what can you expect from him? Like, what? Is he going to be able to add in regards to value? I would hope they're going to replicate what they've been doing, which is what the maybe some RPO stuff, some short passes, let these quick receivers or McCaffrey, the shiftiest running back there is, let him take those short passes for extra yards, get all those rack. That's what they did first year with Bridgewater. He just found the open guy that was usually only five yards away, hit him in stride and let him take it. But I think part of that has to be the mentality of your quarterback. Teddy Bridgewater, his mentality was, I'll take what they're giving me. I'll take the check down. I'll check. I'll take the, the short open guy. I don't think Mayfield's got that in him. We have to see. Maybe this is a humbling moment. That was probably his problem in with the Browns. Either that was the Browns system. They was asking him to kind of do too much. I think you might be right because... Uh, I, you know, I, I take that back. I don't know if they were asking him to do too much because they were a running game, right? I don't know like, if it was him trying to push it when he thought he had a good chance and just he doesn't have the arm to usually do that consistently. Or if they were asking him, hey, when this, you see the safeties drop down and stop the run, chuck it deep. And then he's just not making those passes. <sighs> you know what? I might give you that one. I'm, I might give you that just for the simple fact that we know he can actually throw the ball. It's more so... You know, who he was, who was catching the ball. Was it OBJ, Jarvis Landry? Like they didn't do the best at getting those guys involved. So if they were out of rhythm, it wasn't, it wasn't something that was going to be consistent. I think Matt rule will be better about keeping guys in the game and keeping them engaged. He has a more college offense. Mayfield was amazing in college. He won a Heisman trophy, right? Or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he did. Yeah. Not OSU, but Oklahoma. <laughs> Oklahoma. OSU. Oklahoma fans are going to be mad at me, but thankfully we probably oh. don't have any listeners. I'm not going to lie to you, Matt. If they, if these OSU fans heard, or if these uh, OSU fans heard you just now, 
there's a good chance there'd be a mutiny outside your home. Yeah, if I ever visit Oklahoma, I am a wanted man now, probably. Like it's, you know what? It's I think we've got some business in Oklahoma we should definitely go to. <laughs> Just go there with a shirt saying, this man thought Mayfield played for OSU. Exactly. And then right under that, Oklahoma sucks. <laughs> Yeah. I just imagine it'll be like a scene right out of a, what is it, Die Hard 3 with a Vengeance, where they kick Bruce Willis out of the cab in the middle of Harlem with the N-word spray painted on the board. <laughs> it'll be just like that. I was thinking you were talking about like deliverance, since we're going to be out in the country. <laughs> oh, shit. Trying to make you squeal like a pig? <laughs> I assume that's what Oklahoma is still like, even in 2022. 100%. I've seen nothing to change my mind. I know very little about Oklahoma. So <laughs> as I just kind of previously shown, I don't even know what college football teams they have. There you go. It's fine. Don't worry about that shit. You just know that that's the home of uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback, Troy Aikman. Uh, boo. I've immediately forgotten that. <laughs> that's in and out of the bank. Just like that. So. Back to Mayfield and the Browns. Yeah. They got a fifth. They gave away a million assets to get Watson. And then they got a fifth for their previously number one overall drafted quarterback. I think they knew. I think they knew. Like, they weren't going to get a lot for him. They had to have already understood that. So did they just do a terrible job this whole offseason? Should they have traded him a while ago? And then gone all in for Watson. I don't think they would have trade changed the Watson compensation. They already gave everything to get him. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think it was a situation of them wanting to trade him, trade for him earlier. I don't think there was any takers for Baker Mayfield at that point. I mean, we see how long it took for them to get to this point. That's true. Well, once they did make the trade, you knew that you could wait him out. You know, I thrown out the hypothetical making Mayfield play, but I didn't really think that was going to happen. I think it was either a cut or a trade. They had to get rid of him, start over, or just make a clean cut with him. So you just had to wait for it once they made the trade. Exactly. So I think that really predicated a lot of what played out. But to your point, though, about the Deshaun Watson thing, I don't know what this team does now because they've got, who is it? Uh, fuck. Tyrod. No, it's not Tyrod Taylor. Who's their backup? Oh, we should, Jacoby Brissett, isn't it? That That's right. It's Jacoby Brissett. We've seen we've seen him at the reins for two franchises, and he hasn't been very good. So you just paid all this money for Deshaun Watson, and all signs are pointing to you not having him for the season. I believe I called that they're probably going to suspend him indefinitely, which will be a one-year suspension, which is what everyone's expecting. Yeah, you definitely called that one way early, and I was I was adamant that that couldn't happen. But again, shows what I know. <laughs> But, yeah, they're paying him a ton of money for Watson, gave up a ton of assets, might not even see him this year. And then you have Jacoby Brissett at the helm, which means you're probably going to tank, but you just gave away that pick that's going to be a high first round pick. None of this seems to be a great plan. Agreed. I think they thought about it like, oh, he got out of the civil case. He's going to be fine. And they're going to get like a twenty late 20s, early 30s pick. That's that's coming to bite them right in the ass. Yeah, if he plays, trading that first round pick is significantly different. Because you're right, it's a late twenties pick or mid even mid twenties is significantly different in value than a top ten. 
Like those are just not comparable assets, right? Oh, absolutely. But Goodell so- protects the shield. Like he protects the brand. He's come down hard and heavy on people for way less. Oh, trust me. I know all about it. You know, watching Zico Elliott get, what was it? Six games, eight games for complete bullshit. I'm well aware. That was just one person too. This is 20 plus people brought charges. Like it was a huge number. Even if they all settled and everything, you know, he wants to protect the image in a year is plenty of time for everyone to forget about it. And actually fans to start clamoring and getting excited to see Watson take the field. I can, I bet you we're already going to be seeing Deshaun Watson jerseys at the stadium. He may not even be playing, but I bet you we're going to already start seeing, start to see jerseys. He's going to be their favorite quarterback in a long time without ever throwing mm-hmm. the ball. Yep. That's, that's the one thing. Like, when you, especially whenever you're a young quarterback, everyone wants to see you. And when they don't, that just kind of builds up your mystique even more. Only difference was with Deshaun Watson. We've seen him. He is an elite athlete, great quarterback. So they're just going to be chomping at the bit, and they won't give a shit about any of the off-the-field stuff. No, the average fan who's paying tickets six months, well, not six months, six weeks in when they're struggling with Brissett there, they're going to just be begging and pleading to somehow let Watson play. They don't, they're not going to care at all. They just want to win. That's what we keep saying. All people want to do is win. He gives you the best chance to win. People will be forgive everything else once he comes back and they win a couple of games and they see him playing very well. Well, and what was it? Oh, gosh. I want to say I heard it on some morning radio show or whatever, but the great equalizer is winning. Doesn't matter the culture, doesn't matter the personalities on the team. If you're winning, everything is fine. That's the way for every single team. Once you start winning, all those issues go away. When you lose, even if you had a good locker room, losing just makes everything fall apart. I've seen that happen all too often. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at my Cowboys. We went 12 and 5. We just shipped out our best receiver for a fifth round pick, and all this other stuff comes out about who was it? Uh, Amari Cooper called him Kirk Cousins 2.0 or some shit. <laughs> Losing in the playoffs. Yeah. It was just one loss. You had a great season. Do yeah. bad in the playoffs. Shit happens. Like people couldn't keep it together because they expected more from him. Mm-hmm. It's tough. So. It'll be very interesting to see how this whole thing plays out for the Browns and the Browns franchise, fan base, all that stuff. As of today, this was a great pickup for the Panthers, and I can easily see Baker Mayfield keeping them in contention for that uh, for the wild card spot. So what's going to be crazy, my bold prediction, I'm going to throw one out because you know me, I like to be bold. Okay. Browns fans are going to be pissed. By the end of this year, after seeing a year of Jacoby Brissett and Baker Mayfield <laughs> doing pretty well, probably better than what he's been doing with the Browns. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And they're going to be just mad and furious. Oh, they're going to be real hot because if you have to watch a year of Jacoby Brissett, you might as well just go ahead and start be, start looking forward to the draft come week two because it's not going to be pretty. Unless the only. Oh, go ahead. I was oh. going to say uh, the only saving grace for that team is that run game. They've got an elite run game. I was going to say, we might finally see the offense that we've been hoping for the run the ball 80% of the time and just throw the ball on those rare occasions. When you have to just run, 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 run. You got a two headed monster. Absolutely. Especially considering they play in the AFC North where 
they've got the Bengals who are now all of a sudden a team that can win. You've got I don't think you need to really worry about the uh, the Steelers, right? Like, but then you've also got the Ravens, right? So you're gonna want to just protect the ball. Best way to do that is run the ball. It's what we called, I think, what two years ago when the Browns were actually deep into the playoffs against oh, the Chiefs. The, the AFC best Championship way to game. Slow down a high-powered offense like that. Keep the ball away from them. Make them have to be perfect on their drives. Limit their chances. You can stop a team a couple of times. It's hard to stop them when they have the ball 10, 12 times. But if you can limit it to half of that, you can probably stop them quite a bit. So I think if that's the formula that they take, Browns fans are going to be just fine. Then they're going to be pissed like, oh, why did we give up all those picks for Deshaun Watson when we could have done the same thing with Jacoby Brissett? Or done the same thing with Baker Mayfield like we've been talking about. I don't trust them to do it, though. They had Mayfield and they forced passes anyway. I bet they're going to do the same with Brissett. But that's not even the same level of talent, though. Like I don't think you can you can equate the two of them. I don't trust their Jacoby coach. Jacoby Brissett was like a third round pick. Baker Mayfield was the first overall pick and a Heisman Trophy winner. Like the talent is not the same. It's really what's between the ears and the scheme. I mean, there's a huge difference, but I don't trust Stefanski to be like, hey, we just need to run the ball a ton. He wanted to try to get to passing. He's going to try to do it again. It's going to work with Watson probably just fine, but this year it's going to be rough. Well, I think it's only because you have trust issues like to start out with. That's why you don't trust Stefanski. I mean, I just trust what I've seen, which is him forcing it regardless of the fact that they have like the best running game in the league and they still want to try to throw the ball a ton. Okay. Well, then I will make my bold prediction. Okay. Okay. My bold prediction is that Kevin Stefanski listens to us, trust the system, and they're the number one rushing team in the league probably by, I'd say, like 200 yards. Okay. And you're saying they're not passing the ball a bunch either? Nope. Not trying to or anything? Okay. Okay. Not at all. Mark it down. This would be your first L of the season. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. My first L of the season came on draft night. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) True. All right. So before we start going down that road. Let's back it up actually a little bit further. How about that that Cooper, Amari Cooper trade, fifth round <laughs> for a premium receiver? You know, maybe we should stop peeling about the layers of this onion. Okay. <laughs> the further we go down this rabbit hole, the more L's I seem to be collecting. I, I don't want to do that. All right. All right. So speaking of receivers, it brings me to my next topic. So I don't want to just be a commander's podcast and talk about McLaurin's contract, even though I'm pretty happy with it. I want to talk about receiver contracts in general. We've seen a bunch of guys get re-signed for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Is this trend going to continue? Are we going to start seeing some teams maybe try to figure out some different stuff? One thought I had, which maybe we can talk about, are we going to see receiver by committees more? Like if you have an elite quarterback who's taking up $50 million dollars, Are we going to see teams just drafting a bunch of receivers and try to play them on their rookie contracts and then trade them away like the Titans just did or the Ravens? Okay. I think you've got a good point. I think you might be onto something there. My only thing is there's only but so many Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's. Those are elite passers who will make anyone who plays with them better. 
On the other side, though, there's far more Michael Thomas's, Devontae Adams, A.J. Browns. Like, I, I think just going by the receiver by committee might might just be too detrimental for a team. Not a good play. But you're right. There's a there's about to be a real problem between the contracts for wide receivers and the contracts for quarterbacks. Yeah, if you look at the total money spent on the passing game just between those two groups, it's going to be huge. If you have a $50 million quarterback, a $20 million plus number one right receiver, that's $70 million out of 220 That's almost 30% of your cap in two players. That doesn't, And that doesn't even take into consideration your premier edge rushers, your lockdown corners. Like, what about your hawking linebackers? Like, your, there's no way. Your left tackle who might be making another $20 million too? Oh, yeah. Like, it's brutal. Like, I don't know how teams are going to be able to sustain this, but... We've said it a number of times. I don't get how the Rams keep finding ways to pay people, but they do. So who knows? The Rams, we've talked about it some. They do the whole, we're going to pay the key players. So they think Cooper Cup's a key player, which I get. So they paid him a bunch of money. They paid Matt Stafford. Mm -hmm. Their third or second receiver now is Van Jefferson on a rookie contract. So we might see a lot more what kind of maybe what Washington's doing. They re-signed their number one guy. They drafted a rookie number one receiver who they hope can contribute immediately mm-hmm. and then maybe even take over. So you only have like, you're only really paying one guy that big mega contract while everyone else is on rookie contracts. So when you say the mega contracts, are you taking a consideration that you're going to have to pay chase young in a year? I'm just talking about just passing offensive players. Okay. So we're just looking at the offensive side of the ball. We're not looking at the other side. Cause you're going to have to, if Imagine as a team, you're allocating cap some like half of your cap, or maybe if you're more offensive, 70, 60% of your cap to the offense and then 40 to the defense. And then you have to spread mm-hmm. it around. But you're right. It's going to make it tough to sign premier players if you're committing, again, $70 million to two people. Oh, yeah. And I think just to kind of circle back to what you were saying about how this is going to play out, I think you might be right that teams are going to start thinking that they can just throw any first round receiver into the mix with a top tier quarterback. I don't think it's a good plan because how often do first round receivers work out? But I think you're right. It's getting better with the proliferation of these passing offenses in college though. We're seeing more and more receivers being ready to go. So that could be the thinking, like take advantage of these guys early and then, you know, pay them a little bit and then let someone else pay them the big bucks. So then let me ask you this, okay? If you're a owner or a GM, you've got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers in his prime, Devontae Adams in his prime. Does that mean you're willing to not sign, you know, Aaron Jones, Jair Alexander, uh, Darnell Savage, like all these other players who are really good and contribute so you can keep those two guys? I just hit my microphone yet again, people. God, I am not even <laughs> drunk yet. <laughs> It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Get your life together. It's ridiculous. I mean, the Packers. <laughs> I'll let you laugh for a second. Okay. You no, you're those fine. You're out. Fine. Yeah, I mean, you're fine. You're fine. We saw it with the Packers. What did they do? They lost lots of people. They didn't resign many people. They just tried to build through the draft because they had so much money in quarterback and receiver. They never got a number two guy. Really, right? Like how often did oh, yeah. every year we're just repeating ourselves we need to get a number two. 
Interesting enough, though, they did get rid of their number one receiver and drafted a high receiver to try to take his place to save some on that cap. So I think that they made the wrong choice, though. If it's me, I would have probably gotten rid of Aaron Rodgers just because he's older, right? He's going to take up cap room for another two seasons, I would imagine. I don't think he plays more than that. But you've got this guy, Jordan Love, who's going to be coming up for a contract in another year, maybe two years. So why not give him the reins, especially when you've got Devontae Adams, you would have Aaron John, uh, Aaron Jones. You've got the guys on the defense. I think they made the wrong call. Sure. That can definitely be debated, but we're seeing them say, hey, we got a quarterback. We believe we can put Ricky or young receivers around him and let him play there. We've also seen that with the Chiefs, right? They traded away Hill. They didn't yeah. really sign any premier person to really take his place. They got Juju Smith-Schuster on a good contract and said, we're going to let Mahomes elevate the people around him. Yeah, I mean, so if that's the play, this was we were talking about this before. I don't think just anybody replaces that kind of guy, that kind of talent. And that's why I think it's hard. It's tough because you... It just doesn't make sense. We've given them shit for losing Hill, right? Like I'm not saying that's what you should do. I think that's just the reality of the cap. And some of these teams are thinking, maybe we can get rid of people. And then with the so many good receivers seem to be coming out, if we have a good quarterback, we draft somebody and assume he's going to help them develop. So just from us talking about the Packers, I just wanted to take a look for myself. Sure. Their wide receiving core is not good. It's non-existent. I have a hard time naming anybody. Christian Watson, that would have been their top pick, right? And then Amari Rogers, that was the guy they got in the second or the third last year. After that, it's Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, like a bunch of guys who've been in the league, have done anything to this point. Well, like Watkins, his best years were, what, three years ago? Like he played a yeah. kind of a side piece for the Chiefs, just as like that guy who was there when Hill and Kelsey were getting triple teamed. Exactly. You know, his best work came as a support role, not as a feature role. I think we're going to see a lot of this, though, where teams are paying so much for a couple premier positions. They're trying to figure out how to save cap. I think it makes more sense for a team like the Titans, who are running the ball, who only are kind of game managing it with the passing offense to say, hey, let's not invest so much money into our receiver group when our offense is through our running back. You know, let's not try to have it both ways. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But the opposite side of it, though, is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Their offense in that, what was it, the title game against the Chiefs? Oh, no, I'm sorry, the Chiefs, but the, uh, the 49ers, they were just feeding Devontae Adams. That was the only way they were getting anything going. I, I, I don't know. I would have kept him. This is why Packers fans are going to, I guess, maybe be mad at me. I said on Twitter and got some beef for it. I wouldn't have re-signed Aaron Jones for so much money. People are like, Hell oh, no. we can keep everyone around. Let's see it. No, fuck that. Get rid of Aaron Jones. Keep Devontae Adams, who is a game changer. Yes. You can replace a running back much more easily than a receiver. Hell, they already did with they A.J. Did. Dillon. He's already taken over. He got more rushing yards, I believe. Then like, that it's that makes no sense. Like it, I just that was a bad signing to me. So for me, I think I would rather see that to keep your 
Maybe follow the Rams. Keep your difference makers. There's not many Devontae M's. You can't just go out and draft him. True. Don't overpay True. for people like the Jags. I think they spent a lot of money on a guy who's much more easily replaced through the draft. Oh, my gosh. Who was it? Uh, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Lord yeah. I feel like he's a guy you could replace. Don't overpay for him. Overpay for difference makers. Overpay for the guys who your coordinators, you're freaking out defensive coordinators, right? Like use get oh, those yeah. guys. So I do have a question for you. This is we haven't had the chance to talk about it off mic or anything like that. So I'm just going to throw it out sure. to you. If the Titans get to the playoffs again and get bounced, do you think that they make a change at quarterback with Ryan Hill or with Ryan Tannehill? Ooh, that's a good they question. Got, they got Malik Willis, but will it be the same situation like with the Chiefs and Alex Smith? You saw as far as he could get you bringing the young guy. They have to be imagining like, uh, what's his name? You just said, <laughs> oh, Malik Willis, no, or Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill Ryan thank Tannehill. you. Sorry, he blinked out of my mind for a second there. Tannehill, you know he's on the ticking clock. It's just how mm-hmm. quickly does Malik Willis look good in camp, in practice? When do they feel comfortable with him knowing the offense to take over? I think that's more than anything. Is just how comfortable mm-hmm. are they in him? Because they know Tannehill's already been bounced a bunch. Like he hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl. I don't think we're going to suddenly see him take them. Yeah, but he's gotten them to the AFC Championship game. He's gotten them in the playoffs twice. He's been good. I just think, at what point have you seen his ceiling, and you want to give the the young kid a shot? I think we already have. Do you think so? I think think we've seen his ceiling right now for Tannehill. Yeah, of course. I think for them, it's more about when is Malik Willis ready than anything else. Don't throw him to the wolves, right? Don't stunt his development by getting him overwhelmed. He mm-hmm. came from Liberty, small school, <laughs> right? They're not playing yeah. Florida all the, or not Florida, but you know, Alabama's. They're not playing these big D, you know, they are D1, but they're not playing the top tier schools week in, week out, like say the SEC quarterbacks right. are, or Ohio State. They're playing more big teams. Right. I would just say, let's give him a year to kind of get you know, situated and then just let him take over as long as, you know, we think he developed. He's what, a third so, round pick though? Fourth, like, so you don't have to rush it. Yeah, he was a third round pick, but I think he will be more dynamic in that offense with with Derrick Henry because you already have the threat to run. Malik Willis has the legs, but he also has the arm to go with it. Tannehill's athletic, but he's not the same. I mean, it's like if you put Lamar Jackson in with Derrick Henry, that exactly. is a rushing nightmare, which is what they were the Ravens were hoping for before every running back in their whole room got injured. <laughs> it's true. Like, just put the whole thing on our God. I'm just pissed. Did you fantasy ta- football? I was going to say, I was going to say fantasy football. I remember you taking a couple of their guys. I took what's his name who got injured in the night. Also, I think signed the backup who also got injured. Like it was brutal. I ain't good, bud. That ain't good at all. But, but you know, I just thought it was a, an interesting topic, especially the way we've seen teams being more willing to either go with a young guy, go with the unproven or do whatever it takes to get their team a spark. Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine he comes in this year, but I get the feeling it's, you know, it's just a matter of time. Well, we didn't imagine that Lamar Jackson would be coming in in his first year. They had an established uh, quarterback in Joe Flacco, but shit happens. I mean, you never know who knows when, camp opens up if he's lighting it up maybe he steps in and he's ready to go i don't know if he lasts to the third if they really believe that 
but sometimes That's people true. surprise you. That's true. And now the last thing I wanted to ask about real quick. Did you see the U.S. Open and Drew Locke? Like I did. Shots fired. Twitter that was the greatest shit I've on. ever seen. Ever seen. That was so good. It was awesome. Read the tweet for those who haven't seen it. Of course. So the U.S. Open, of course, tennis. A, uh, a Seahawks fan put on there, like, not a real sport. Well, U.S. Open's Twitter handle responds back, says the guy who's going to be watching Drew Locke for 17 games. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> And then DK Metcalf comes in. All right, we get it, U.S. Open. Stop. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I didn't see that part. That's great. Yes. He is like, fuck, I have no comeback. You're right. Just, you don't need to say that part out loud, though. Come on. Exactly. US Open. Exactly. And then Drew Locke responded back. Uh, I think it was 4th of July. I was like, happy 4th of July, everybody. By the way, uh, the U.S. Open is a real sport. <laughs> <laughs> At least he was a good sport about it. He took it in stride. Like... I, that's what I love about social media. Like everyone is accessible and it's just fun. I love when that stuff happens for sure. There's too much shit that occurs, but like, that's what it should be, right? That's what we should be ascending to is sports. People giving each other shit and good fun. That's the point of playing sports. So you can talk shit. That's 99% of it for us fans is so we can talk shit to one another. Exactly. Like I know perfectly well, I'll never be athletic enough to get on the field. But my team is better than your team, and I'm going to make sure you know about it. <laughs> there I, you go. I mean, considering how your team went 12 and 5, I've gotten very little shit talk from you because of how poorly that 12 and 5 was. It was a very <laughs> lackluster 12 and 5. We've gone over it. I don't want to die. I'd back love into that to darkness. be able to give shit to you, despite the fact <laughs> you went 12 and 5. <laughs> my team didn't even have a running record. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Well, I'd like the record to reflect that I am a gracious winner. You, on the other hand, you are petty. You, no, you are on the Mount Rushmore of petty. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember the, uh, fuck, the Cowboys-Redskins game back at my old house? We were watching it, and mm-hmm. something happened. You guys got up. You then uh, went on to celebrate by thrusting vigorously in my facial direction. So let's tell the full story. Yes. So we're watching football. <laughs> I don't even know if we've been hanging out for terribly long at this point. Like it wasn't we like acquaint- now. We were, we were acquaintances at this point. But it wasn't, you know, what, 10 years or I don't know however long it is at this point. Five to 10 that yeah. range. We're old now, huh? Yeah, that's true. So yes. basic math eludes you, but it's so okay. This was a season where I think both teams were competing for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. W- Cowboys were winning for a while. Washington came back. I think it was like with two minutes left. Yep. They scored a huge touchdown to take the lead. So I was feeling pretty confident. Pretty cocky to say so. Yeah. No, it was true. Like then, you were trying to impregnate the nearest living thing. With In my celebration, I used my cat-like reflexes to nimbly <laughs> propel myself onto your couch. <laughs> and then proceeded to grab your head and just thrust Right into your face. (laughs) Yeah, it it wasn't a great look. Not at all. (laughs) But I do love how the game ended, though. Do you remember that part? No, not at all. (laughs) No, not okay. I do remember. I know you remember. I know you remember. The the shame, the guilt, the letdown that you're so familiar with reared its ugly head yet again when Dan Bailey kicked a game-winning field goal. Mm, It was... God damn. It was horrible. But... That's why I got to take my wins when I get them. That's why I got to <laughs> hump in your face when I get the chance. 
You got to take those opportunities when they, they present themselves. There's nothing wrong with taking the low hanging fruit. I get it. I do. You know, just maybe next time. Don't don't try to assault me. It was an assault. I never touched you with my penis. <laughs> there was no okay. penetration happening. I'm pretty sure that's not how HR <laughs> defines assault. Like, I'm almost positive. Worry. Yeah, but I know I, I'm going to be doing an HR thing in a few in a bit, so I'll look it up. Can you ask them for me? Make sure to ask, like, raise your hand in the <laughs> Skype meeting. Like, everyone ask, hey, remember, like, there was two layers of cloth in between my penis and your face, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> there were other mitigating factors. <laughs> Like, I have a question for someone who doesn't work for this company, but would you consider uh, layered genitalia to skin assault? And there was at no point any erection happened. It was just me and you in the room. I was completely flaccid, despite <laughs> being very excited about the score. So I think that should help. Golly. Talking about it out loud sounds like some back alley porno <laughs> shit. Like we should not tell the story. <laughs> it's on the podcast now. It's is locked in as canon. A slow down, okay, Mister. I'm gonna edit this out. Feel free to make any other additions. That seems like a lot of extra work on my part. You brought it up. You now you're regretting it. Sounds like everyone else I know. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> What you're saying is that's going to be a future podcast problem, not today. <laughs> future podcast problem. Once we get famous and people pull that up, they'll be like, hey, what's going on here? Hey. Yeah. Are you guys life partners? Are you guys, what, what, what's the relationship here? Yes. We'll answer those questions when the time comes. I mean, the answer is always yes. <laughs> you heard the man. Consent. <laughs> Consent. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's all I got for this week's podcast, man. What you got? You got anything else? I know that's it. I mean, like as we kind of said at the beginning, there's not a ton happening. So I'm glad we found some stuff to fill. What? 40 minutes, I think. So help you guys out for a little bit of your day. Make it a little bit better. Hopefully you found our ratings and ravings funny. I mean, I've met us. We're kind of hilarious. So I just assumed they did, too. I mean, if you've been with us so far, I would imagine you do. Unless you just really... Like shit talking us in your car while you're listening to us and be like, man, those guys are fucking idiots. Either way, I appreciate possible, the listen. Possible. I'm right there with you, man. Like at this point, I'm willing to accept the feedback that comes my way. So. And I'm willing to then give you the shit right back. Boom. Well, guys, as always, it's awesome to talk to you guys. And I'm looking forward to another fucking awesome episode. I know football is not too far away. We'll be back with a lot more consistency as football ramps up. Don't worry. We're going to be, you know, once the season starts, we'll be back to weekly podcasts and all that good stuff. So this has kind of just been a little bit of our time off while there's been nothing going on. But we'll be here. We're not going nowhere. Exactly. When it comes back, we'll be here to give you the shit you need for sure. 100%. Well, it's been fun. See you guys till next episode. Deuces, bitches. Bye.